ESPN The Zone 105.9. And good morning. Welcome in. It is uh, U.S. Open week, which is wild with everything that went down with uh, the Live Tour and the PGA Tour and the, you know, Saudi Public Investment Fund is basically, it is, the number one investor uh, in pro golf, and they own pro golf. You can frame it up however you want. But it's crazy that they shamed players for taking the money um, a year ago. And then the PGA Tour is doing what? Taking the money. They had to. They didn't have the money, and then they couldn't fight the public investment fund with $700 billion in court, dollar for dollar. Uh, And evidently this fund's going to be worth over a trillion dollars by 2025. So there you go. Now, could this fund buy the NFL, the NBA, MLB? I don't know. They're in Formula One. You know, they just landed Ronaldo. They're in pro soccer. Uh, they now own pro golf. Uh, I mean, nothing would WWE, nothing would surprise me. But uh, our U.S. Open coverage this week is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. The golfers will – it's a huge event. And the golfers will be asked about it nonstop. Okay, both live and PGA. And we'll see when they merge and do their deal. It's amazing Jimmy Dunn pulled this off behind the scenes, and there was no leak. It, it really is – in a world of leaks, there was no leak. And speaking of, I thought it was funny when we were talking about – before we welcome in our friend Brad Edwards, uh, Alabama insider, 25 years ESPN. You know, speaking of people who get stuff done, Commissioner Greg Sankey, you, you, do you remember when Ross Bjork ran his mouth about Texas coming to the SEC? Man, how quick was somebody on the phone with him explaining to him that they would dump him in the Gulf of Mexico? I mean, they don't put up with that in the SEC. You see other people running their mouth in the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the ACC? We just had Michael Alford on with Florida State, AD. Man, in the SEC, you align. Sankey runs it. Now, I understand he answers to the president's. But it's something to think about. Brad Edwards joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Talk a little Bama. If he wants to branch out, we can. If not, I fully understand now that he's in real estate and other things. But, uh, Brad Edwards, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Bo. Um, yeah, I'm doing great. Um, whenever you say U.S. Open Week, uh, to me, that, that has always meant College World Series Week as well. And I, and I know... Um, I know the state is still alive as of this moment for a three-peat, um, but, um, but, but maybe not the same level of excitement that there was the, uh, the previous two years. But uh, I, for one, am rooting for Southern Miss and hoping, that, uh, hoping they can get there and at least uh, give us a good story. I mean, that, you think about that. I know, I'm sure you have because it's, you know, your show's in Mississippi. But no school from Mississippi had ever won the College World Series before. And then to have state win it and then Ole Miss the next year and if Southern can just get there and and yes. make a little bit of a run I mean it's a it's an amazing story for a you know for a state that population wise um is, is is it's definitely not one that many people would have pegged as a as a candidate to have three different schools 
you know, have a chance to win it three years in a row. But we'll see. We got one more big step today. Yeah, five o'clock this our time. Six years um, this afternoon. ESPN two, um, Southern Miss hosting Tennessee. And you're right, it's it's crazy um, that this they could at least punch their ticket, and we could go back to back to back years of having a team, a different team, out there from a small state. But you know this, Brad. Man, we're we're a sunshine state, and people love. I mean, I know Alabama's not that into it, although they. End up firing their coach, and 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 the interim did a, an amazing job. Well, Jason they Jackson had to fire their coach, <laughs> right? Hey, but, there wasn't much but choice there. Bama and Georgia, and and some other teams don't care about it. But you know how much we do, and and LSU and Arkansas and some other teams in the league, um, and and Southern Miss. I don't know if you've been able to see this because again you're busy, but uh, their coach is retiring. I heard about that, yeah. And they're promoting from within. And so this could be Scott Berry's last game. Or, like you said, they win, they punch their ticket to Omaha, and they're guaranteed at least two more. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's fun. And, you know, and the th- the, one of the things that really caught me off guard when, uh, when Hattiesburg was given the host spot uh, this week, I was thinking to myself, like, like, wow, like, you know, Strike one up with little guys. You know, the NCAA passes up the big money of having the SEC full, you know, like 10000 or whatever, and, and goes, gives, you know, gives Southern Miss a chance to host it. And my brother was like, uh, Southern Miss' stadium actually, you know, puts more people in there than Tennessee's. And I went and looked, and I'm like, you got to be kidding. I mean, to add Tennessee to that list, you're talking about, you know, the Alabamas, Georgias, or whatever. Um, even with the success Tennessee's had in baseball, like they still only seat about five thousand um, in that stadium, so um, right. yeah, it, it, it's interesting. As as good as some of these programs are, there's just not there's not the just the overall fanaticism over the sport um, the way that there is in Mississippi. Um, and uh, and hey, I mean, look, I'm you you're about the same age as I am, and you grew up with it too. But being one of those kids who grew up with the, uh, you know. Will Clark, Raphael Palmero, Mississippi State teams. Like I, I've I've loved it for a long time, and uh, just having the opportunity to to be there in Omaha and work a number of College World Series with ESPN was was a lot of fun, and it just one of those things that I, I don't think I'll ever get it out of my system. So, when did you go out there for the first time to work the College World Series for ESPN, Brad? It was my first year at ESPN, so it was the '97. CWS and half the field was uh, from the SEC, and I believe there were two SEC teams on each side, and it ended up being an all-SEC final. LSU beat Alabama in the in the championship game, and uh, and uh, you know, good good friend of the family and a guy who who uh, you may know as well, Richard Lee was uh, was playing for State at that time, yeah, and. Uh, uh, Alabama ended up giving State both of its losses in that College World Series, and um, and so it was one of those. It was just you know it was the SEC's party that year, and it was just a matter of, of who came out on top. And that was that was one of the last uh, that was one of the last big you know with the aluminum bat era. Um, and yeah. you went through that whole that whole phase in the nineties where like you know guys are like you know check swinging home runs or you know hitting balls. <laughs> <laughs> off the end of the bat over the fence to the opposite field and like 
you know that that whole thing um, was was really at its peak that year, and 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 there, there were maybe a couple more years of it after that, but it was it was definitely a different era of college baseball, um, you know, during that time because man, it didn't really matter how well you could pitch, like if they could get a bat on it, you were in trouble. It's funny, I watched the Burtman. 30 for 30 or whatever it is over the weekend. I just stumbled on it. And I, I, maybe it was during a rain delay of one of the Super Regional games. And, and I thought I knew everything. And then, I, you know, I just I learned some more stuff. I was like, wow, this, this, is, this is crazy uh, how that all came about and how he became the, uh, the Nick Saban of uh, SEC baseball. Uh, so yeah, I mean, did you those kids? I mean, those teams were so were just so good. Uh, uh, did you were you just in Rosenblatt, or did you work some in TD Ameritrade? Yeah, so um, I, I don't I don't recall for sure what the last year was at Rosenblatt, but but I have not been to the new stadium. Um, the last College World Series I worked is the one where Fresno State beat Georgia in the championship game. Okay. Which uh, w- which was a good one to go out on because just from a from a storyline standpoint, I mean it was it was the ultimate Cinderella. Um, you know, Fresno was they, they had to win the WAC tournament to get into the NCAA field that year. Like they would not have been in just on on resume, and they were a regional four seed, so they were the equivalent, like basketball wise, they were the equivalent of like a thirteen or fourteen seed. And and obviously it's one of those things that's not going to happen in any other sport. Baseball is the only sport where you could have a team with that type of that type of season uh, be able to to get hot and have a chance to win it. But obviously they went on the road and in, in both the regionals and the supers, and you know they got there. And the thing I remember about that is that because um, we were just talking about the bats um, with LSU, so I think it was just two thousand eight. Um, the Georgia players, when we were talking to them in our meetings uh, before the championship series, and even after Georgia had won game one, the Georgia players in the meetings were still complaining about the bats that they had to use compared to what Fresno was able to use because Georgia was a true Nike school. Fresno was a Nike school, but they didn't have the full sponsorship where they were required to use all Nike products. And apparently the Nike bats at that time um, were inferior to whatever Fresno was choosing to use. I'm not sure if it was Louisville Slugger or Easton or whatever it was they were using instead. But apparently their bats were a lot better. And, then, and in games two and three, like just Fresno just just crushed it. And uh, yeah, it was it was one of those weird things. And I and I and I I don't know if, if publicly um, in our broadcast we ever mentioned any of that stuff. But I remember it vividly, like from the meetings. It's like before the first game had ever been played. Georgia already was complaining about the bats they had to hit with compared to what their opponents got to hit with. and Just one of those things that you would have never thought would be a factor at that level, but apparently it was a really big deal. I did not know that. I I just missed that. Okay. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics, 
before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Brad Edwards, 25 years with ESPN, sharing a story about when Georgia and Fresno State played in the championship series several years ago that, uh, you know, Georgia's talking about, hey, our bats are inferior to to what Fresno State is using. That's that's insane that the NCAA, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. But, well, I don't I, think and it you was the NCAA as much as it was that it just – that because Georgia was a full Nike school, they were required to use whatever Nike gave them. And the best that Nike had to offer as a baseball bat was just not as good as some other brands. And so Fresno was just fortunate that they weren't a full sponsored program where they were required to use the Nike, uh, you know, the Nike bat. So, yeah, I mean, hmm. somebody who knows a lot more about baseball bats could probably give you a little bit more info on that. But, uh, but that was, I mean, that was the first I'd ever heard of anything like that. And it was just very strange that it was coming out right before the championship series. So, I mean, hey, they, I'm going to tell you, they, they weren't making excuses after the fact. They were already talking about it before game one was ever played. And it ended up, uh, I, I, I can't say it was a de- deciding factor, but it uh, certainly Fresno hit the ball really well. Man, it, being out in Omaha, so you were out there for like two weeks, right? When you would go work the yeah. tournament? Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably a, maybe a little bit more than two weeks, but yeah, right around there. I spent six nights out there, Brad, two years ago when Mississippi State won it. That place gets weird. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's hard to describe, but but you know, it's it's kind of you feel like you're kind of in a in a in a bowl. It's really hot. Um, Obviously, the town's pretty. I mean, I, I give them credit for that. Downtown, safe. You Old roam market, around, yeah. but man, and and you probably didn't have any downtime or much, if any. But I did, and you just start talking to yourself and just start walking around town because there's just not really anything to do, Brad. <laughs> well, I mean, that is true. I didn't have a lot of days where I where I didn't have much to do and I but I did walk around a lot and I uh, had a few you know favorite places to eat and would usually hit up those I tell you what man the thing about about Omaha and it's probably just Nebraska in general that area of the country the beef is so good I mean <clears throat> I, I I would order <clears throat> excuse me I would order a room service cheeseburger in my hotel and I'm like, man, this beef, like this tastes better than steaks that I get in some other places. Like this is just, <laughs> this is just amazing. So I mean, um, I, I'm glad I don't live out there because you know, too too much beef uh, is, is probably not a good thing. But but man, it, it is it is really good. And 
I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier, like one of the one of the memories I have is like just is, is the College World Series and the U.S. Open going on simultaneously. And I remember, you know, being out there on that that Saturday and that Sunday at the very beginning of the College World Series when the golf is going on. And, and you know, they had the food line and all of us on the crew uh, would eat and we'd be we'd be lining up. And some of those days, man, it was just. It was just brutal. I, I know, I know. You know, Southern Heat. I grew up in it. I understand all that. But if you catch that part of the country out Omaha and in in the right time of the year, I mean, it is every bit as hot. And uh, oh. and there were some scorchers out there. And I remember, I remember just sitting there like drinking a milkshake, trying to stay cool. <laughs> watching golf on TV and, you know, how long can I watch golf where i got to go in and work the baseball game? So. Oh, God. Brad Edwards, 25 years at ESPN. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We mixed in a little College World Series and, and U.S. Open. This interview is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the superior light beer. Uh, Brad, Alabama hasn't been in this situation in football in a while where Georgia ha- is is the king right now. And there's still a lot of question marks in Tuscaloosa. you got a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, although Saban's done that. He decides to bring in Buckner late from Notre Dame. We talked to somebody two weeks ago who still believes that Ty Simpson will be the quarterback for Bama. And then you kind of got Milrow over there. Neither one of them decided to transfer. I don't think they could find as much money on the street as far as NIL, and, you know, that's just kind of how it, it is, and that, that may be wrong. But what's it like for you to look at this and now see an underachieving Georgia program our whole life, other than 1980, Herschel Walker, Vince Dooley, and and now Georgia is the king of college football? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's there's no doubt about it that Georgia has surpassed Alabama. I mean, uh, that, I, I don't know how you can spin it when a team has won back-to-back national titles <laughs> to say that they are not the team to beat, and especially the team to beat in their conference. You know, it was one, it was one thing when Clemson had won two out of three and, you know, they had, uh, they had beaten Alabama in a couple of, of those national championship games, and it, it, there was a good argument to be made because of the head-to-head there. But in this case, you're talking about a team that's in the same conference. And, and, and let me just throw in one other thing, Bo, that, um, that Georgia has done, or I, I'll, I'll say specifically that Kirby has done during this, this brief run that Saban has not done at any point during his time at Alabama, and that is to go through back-to-back seasons without losing more than one game. And I mean one, one game total. And, and he lost one game over the last two years, and that was against Alabama in the SEC championship game. Um, but but Saban has never had a two year stretch where he lost only one game, and so um, that's that's already one leg up that Kirby has as far as an accomplishment. And that I mean to do that in the SEC, even in the East, that is that is an accomplishment. So um, that's that's one part of it. On the other side, I mean, you look at it and you're like, okay, look, as as far as history goes, Georgia's a long way away from what Saban has accomplished and as far as creating something that you would call a dynasty. Um, to me, the key has always been, and I said this about Clemson, when, uh, when they were able to win that first one with Deshaun Watson. Like, to me, the test is, can you do it with more than one quarterback? It, you know, if you, can, 
if you can win a national championship with more than one quarterback in a short span of time, now you're in the conversation for dynasty. Like, it's more than just one guy. And I don't think sure. anybody who's saying Stetson Bennett is the reason that Georgia won. Uh, certainly he had his detractors. Um, and Georgia is probably upgrading talent-wise and quarterback, uh, you know, going into this year. But to me, they still need to win it with another guy before you can start having dynasty conversations. Because um, for all of his physical limitations, Stetson Bennett was a special player as far as his competitiveness and just his – he's a gamer. You know, just one of those guys that, like, when, when the game was on the line, um, he made plays. And uh, some, some people couldn't explain it, but, but there's no doubt that he did it. And so he was clutch, and uh, let, let's, let's see what Georgia does with another guy. But uh, should they be the favorite? Absolutely, they should be the favorite. And Alabama, you know, has, I think, m- more things to be concerned about right now than Georgia does. Brad Edwards, 25 years at ESPN, talking Bama, Georgia. I wish they were playing in the regular season. Now with the new one plus eight, Brad, um, if we stay with it, they may go to three plus six. But, but if we if we stay with the one permanent plus seven, at least they'll play every other other year during the regular regular season, right? You, you know, I hadn't even really thought about exactly how that would work with the with the crossover. But I guess yeah, if you guess if you only have one permanent, then you're playing everybody in the league. You know, the the rest of the time uh, every other year. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, on one hand, that would be good. Like, it's it's great for, um, it's great for the fans. Um, but on the other hand, like when you have a matchup, and, and I realize this is going to become irrelevant after this year when the when the playoff expands to twelve teams, and and it'll be much easier for multiple SEC teams to get in. Um, but but what you what you don't want as a conference is for is for one or two schools to end up with kind of loaded schedules and someone else kind of skates by by avoiding, you know, some of the, the top teams and that maybe they get undefeated into the SEC championship game without really beating anybody and then they lose that game and they just kind of by default get into the into the playoffs. So, they, I mean, there are going to be all sorts of scheduling inequities like that. I mean, all in all, I, I just I hope that people will schedule up out of conference um, mm-hmm. because they have so much more of an opportunity to, to, to gain from it, you know, that, that, that the, the strength of schedule uh, and what it would do for you as far as a chance to, to get in if you don't win your league, um, hopefully we'll just get better games across the board, whether those are, you know, more good conference games or more good non-conference games. And, uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, more, more Alabama-Georgias would be great, um, but I, I, I think we're – most people want to see is more of those in the SEC championship game, and they want to see, um, you know, maybe every now and then one of those in the in a playoff round as well. And uh, and I I think we're certainly going to get that. We'll leave it there. Brad Eberts, twenty five years at ESPN. Yeah, I think Bama has uh, obviously they have Texas this year, and then some other non conference um, games that they've scheduled are Florida State, Wisconsin, and. Either Ohio State or Michigan, so they they've loaded up over the next decade or so, and it will be interesting to see if they do go to the three plus six model or stay with the the one plus seven. You play everybody every other year. That's that's pretty incredible. It'll actually feel like uh, 
the East and the West are in the same conference. I know they're doing away with divisions. Right, right. But it, yeah. it, it hasn't felt like that, I know, for me, since 1992. I mean, South you don't you just don't see South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee much and um, if they're not, you're permanent. And I do think that that'll be a good thing, doing away with divisions. Uh, it was great to hear from you. Appreciate you taking some time today. Hope you're doing well. Let's do this again soon. Okay, sounds good, Bo. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the golf and enjoy the baseball. Brad Eberts, friend of the show on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And speaking of golf and U.S. Open, our U.S. Open coverage and discussion brought to you by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors and that easy-go golf car that you need. Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Take your game to another level at Edwin Watts Golf Shop. And the superior light beer, Michelob Ultra. We are out of bounds. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Ross Dellinger will join us at 930 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line.